We take things to the extreme and we don't consider how basic some things are as it deals with us living a social life, interacting with other social beings. You're listening to The Traditional Millennial with Brittany Dotson, where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. Welcome back to The Traditional Millennial. I am your host, Brittany Dotson, and we are going to go ahead and just dive right into this episode today. So... There is this idea that people have in their minds that only people who have been through certain things or people who have experienced um, things in certain areas can give advice in those areas about those things. Now, I'm not sure that I fully agree with this mindset simply because I think about something like drugs. I've never dealt with an addiction or, or never tried cocaine So does that mean that I can't tell people not to do cocaine? Or does that make me ill-informed about drugs? Does that mean that I can't advise a person about the harmful effects of drugs and what an addiction to those drugs can do to them? Like, I don't think so. I don't have to have tried heroin to tell a person not to use it. Or I don't have to have been a prostitute to advise someone about why it wouldn't be a good idea to sell their body. That that would be somewhat strange if I felt like I had to do that before I could advise someone in that area. Now, there are, of course, other situations that this could apply to that that aren't that extreme. But just to get to the core of the mindset is what we want to do today. So when we think about giving advice or imparting wisdom into someone's life, there are a few things that we have to consider. Like, where is this advice coming from? Are we being biased in any way? Is what we consider wisdom really wisdom or is it just what we define as wise counsel? Is our advice based on a preconceived judgment or is it fairly and objectively assessed? Did God give us this to tell someone else or are we just offering unsolicited advice because we feel like we can? We have to ask ourselves these questions and know that in order to advise someone wisely on any subject, we need to consult the owner and operator, the CEO of wisdom, and that is the Lord. So take scripture, for example, there are a lot of things addressed in scripture to everyone who's anyone and not all of those people who spoke about those things experienced them. But what we do know about scripture is that it is inspired by God. So that should tell us that just like every word in scripture can be taken as truth, any word spoken to us by God should be taken for the authoritative inerrant word that it is. And so just just think about Jesus as a man that walked the earth. He was 100% man and 100% God, but he himself didn't commit sin, but he spoke about it. He taught on it and a multitude of other things. And yes, I know. I know that Jesus is God. I just said it. And he is perfect and he is all knowing. So of course he's qualified to give anyone advice, but I also know that we are to pattern ourselves after him. So we should imitate what he did because he was obedient to the father in all that he said and all that he did. And If we have the Holy Spirit within us, then we should have knowledge of all things that the Spirit reveals to us, some of which aren't necessarily things we've experienced for ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong. I do know that there are certain areas that that require an expert. So I'm a pharmacist, so I know about medication. But someone who isn't well-versed in that area may not need to advise a person on how to take their antibiotics or, or me myself. Like I can't tell someone how their bypass surgery is going to go, like the risk, the aftercare, or what to do to prep for the surgery. I don't know. That's not my area. I leave that to the experts in that area. But in areas of life that God gives guidance on, 
As long as we tell people what the word says and what the Holy Spirit reveals to us, then we're well within our rights to do so and to advise them. So things like marriage, children, sex, money, drugs, relationships, all of these things are addressed in the word of God. So anyone who's given the authoritative power by God to speak on such things should do so and can do so. So actually what confirmed this episode was a conversation I was having with my sister and brother-in-law and they were talking about people who advise people in certain areas or try to sell them on a particular product that they haven't necessarily been sold on themselves. And from a consumer's standpoint, it does seem a little counterproductive to try to talk someone into partaking in something that you aren't partaking in yourself. But I thought about it. And of course, it makes sense that if someone isn't doing something they are advising you about, it is well within your right to question why they aren't where they are wanting you to be. So for example, like a financial advisor who isn't debt-free advising you about becoming debt-free, that may be a little sketchy to you. So does the method that you're encouraging me to use not work for you? Or say a real estate agent trying to sell me a house and they don't own a home. Like, why aren't you buying a home? Or have you owned a home before and now you have a plan in place that's delaying you from owning one now. Or maybe, maybe you just like seeing other people win and you could care less about yourself. I don't know. But but I do understand that in some cases like that, as it deals with selling someone something or taking someone's money, I think there's a different level of trust that people need to garner with that. And the consumer just needs to believe that you are a believer in your own product. I get it. I absolutely get it. But in the case of the word of God and advising people on right and wrong, if your relationship with the Lord is in line, then you are free to instruct people in whatever the Lord leads because we know that the word works. It's been proven and it is still being proven. And like it says in Matthew, if the speck has been removed out of your eye for you to see clearly, then you can instruct others and you can judge a situation adequately and appropriately and correctly. Now, let's say in my case, I'm single, right? So someone might ask, well, do you think you're qualified to give marriage advice? I do in some cases, just like Paul did. Paul was single, but Paul was also sent by God to carry the word of God, specifically to the Gentile people. And he wasn't even a Gentile, he was a Jew. But I can, if it's given by God, and especially if it's in the word of God. And to underscore that, I can actually explain to anyone why I'm not married and it'd be based on where God has me in my life. It it just doesn't seem fair to say that I can't tell a woman who's married that watching porn is wrong and is an act of adultery in her marriage or that divorcing someone because they don't eat what you eat is not biblically sound. I mean, I, I mean, seriously. Now, I will say this. There is no reason as a single woman for me to be giving advice to a married man and vice versa, unless I'm in the role of a pastor or a spiritual advisor or some sort of role that would cause me to have to, that, that would cause someone have to have to come to me. But beyond that, people of the opposite sex should be led to those who are either married or of the same sex as themselves, because there's there needs to be no blurring of lines there. But even in being in certain roles, you have to be careful. If it's in a public setting where you're giving biblical instruction, then that's fine. But in private, there's going to have to be some sort of boundaries and guidelines for giving advice put in place. You should not be alone with the opposite sex, giving them life advice in any situation, whether you're married or single, that that can go all kinds of the wrong ways. And, and we don't want that ever. And so you may ask, okay, so what if we were friends before and they come to me for marriage advice? That's going to depend on a couple of things. Like what is your relationship like with the spouse? Are they comfortable with you? Do they trust you? And would they talk to you or come to you for counsel themselves? If not, 
send that friend to a married couple. And, and even in that case, it, it may just be better served to even just send them to a married couple anyway, because you don't want any accusations thrown around or any perceptions that are wrong to, to just be, be thrown in that situation in any way. And, and two, then you got to think about it. Do you trust the motive of the friend that a, that's asking your advice? So let's be real. Some of us have friends who may be a little questionable. We may have to question them. You know, their life is a little sketchy and you probably wonder why they were married in the first place. And maybe you even advise them to get themselves together or to really wait and pray on marriage and they didn't listen. But in any case, Maybe this friend would be better served by someone who is neutral and who is also married. But at the end of the day, we have to be led by the spirit in these situations so that they don't go awry and cause more harm than good. I mean, I've, I've given marriage advice to some of my friends, but, but it came straight from God's word, though. And it was over the phone. I didn't tell them what I thought or how I felt or even what they wanted to hear. I just told them what was already written and plainly seen in the word of God. And then I ended that advice with those infamous words all Christians use. You pray. <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. If you are in a place of obedience to the Lord, then whatever he gives you to share to whomever it is, you better share it and it should be received. You know, I don't have children, but I can tell you what the word of God says about raising children or because I don't have them. Does that mean I can't tell you to warn your children about strangers or teach them manners? Or does it mean that I can't recognize terrible parents or even good ones for that matter? No, it does not. Sometimes we take things to the extreme and we don't consider how basic some things are as it deals with us living a social life, interacting with other social beings. If we keep with the view that people can't instruct you if they aren't or haven't been where you are, then we have almost just completely voided the foundation of relationships. Most people haven't gone through or aren't in what someone else is in. So then we couldn't tell each other anything. And then you'd have to throw out a lot of content in Paul's letters because he advised people in areas that he wasn't even in himself, but he had been given authority by God to share it. So, so, Whenever we stop and think about how we advise others and how others take advice from us, there's a twofold requirement there. One is for us to be obedient to what God is telling us to share in someone else's life and not just what we want to share. It can't be you just talking off the top of your head because you feel a certain way about a certain thing or a certain person and you just have to let it out. That's not how that works, especially if it deals with something that you aren't familiar with. You have to let that come from the Lord. And that's even if a person asks you for advice. If you don't have any wise counsel to give, be wise enough to be silent. That's actually a very productive form of counsel if it's going to keep you from causing any further damage. And then the second requirement is that of the recipient. If what you're sharing is given by God, then the person you're sharing it with has the mandate to actually receive it no matter where you are in your life. I mean, unless they want to end up worse off, then it's best that they just take heed to what you're telling them. Now, if they aren't in a position to know that it's coming from the Lord, if the Lord has given it to you to share, it's either for you to not suffer the consequences of guilt later on, if something does come of the situation that you remain silent on, or the ground has already been prepped for the seed you're about to sow. And the person is going to be ready to receive it because their heart will be open to receive it. You just have to do your part. I'll just say this. If someone is instructing you in righteousness, then you better listen. 
If it's wise counsel, then you need to take heed because we live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And even if God is using someone else's voice and mouth to speak it, it's still coming from him. So it is still beneficial for you to take heed to it. As complicated as we make it, right and wrong, they're relatively simple because we have a guide to lead us to right and help us to avert wrong. The complexity comes in just with us being intricate human beings who have a way of deviating from simplicity and the obvious because that's our nature. That that's, that's the nature that we were given by Adam. Even Paul said, when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand, but God is so merciful that he gave us first and foremost, his son, but he also inspired Paul and others to write these words to help guide and instruct us. But he didn't stop there. He caused Paul and all of those other giants in the faith to develop others just like them to carry on this word. And from them, we have people like you and I who have been instructed in the word of God and receive revelation and inspiration from God in order to counsel one another. So no, I may not have ever smoked a crack pipe, if, if that's the right terminology, I don't really know. I, have, I may have never run a prostitution ring. I don't have children and neither am I married nor have I been divorced, but I have been gifted by God in some capacity. May not be like someone else or to the same degree, but I have been qualified by God to speak what he pours into me. And because of that, I can be at liberty to pour into someone else the way the Lord sees fit. And you should feel the same way if God is leading you, if God has ordained you and appointed you to carry out certain tasks to help certain people. I want to leave y'all with these verses in Ezekiel. Ezekiel 3, 18 through 21 says this, if I say to the wicked, you shall surely die and you give him no warning nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way in order to save his life. That wicked person shall die for his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he shall die for his iniquity, but you will have delivered your soul. Again, if a righteous person turns from his righteousness and commits injustice and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die because you have not warned him. He shall die for his sin and his righteous deeds that he has done shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the righteous person not to sin and he does not sin, he shall surely live because he took warning and you will have delivered your soul. All right, y'all, that is a wrap for today's episode. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. Listen, I need you to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Brittany Dotson Music. Also on Instagram at Traditional Millennial Podcast. You know I would love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for hanging out with me today on the Traditional Millennial, where conventional meets contemporary and faith fills the gaps. Teach me your-